everybody. It is The Way We Nerd. We are back with a flagship show, which we haven't had in a long time. I don't know what number this is, but it's, we should check what episode it is. It's been a hot minute. We've had, we've yeah. had, we've had quite a few. We've had at least 75. Or, I uh, at least, yeah, I think we're around 75. Uh, rainy minutes. I can't wait till we get to 100. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I am Dan Lobos. <laughs> I'm Joshua Potter. I am Kyle Bowen. And we are here to talk some nerdy stuff. There's, a, there's some news out there. Uh, there's some TV shows we need to talk about. Two, yeah, two unfortunately, we can't trailers. really talk about Watchmen that much. Well, I know because I'm an asshole. No, I'm so. an asshole too. I've only seen three episodes. <laughs> I mean, you guys have trying. jobs. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, and I'm watching yeah. other shows like Titans and the Boys, which are also really good. Uh, but I'm trying That's to get all, all these streaming services. I don't want to lose DC because I don't want to lose all that stuff they have on there. Yeah, it'll end up on, on there. Max. I hope it will. as long as they take everything because I'm watching so much <laughs> stuff on there and I have so many on my. Watch, I mean, it's watch list. It's like it's. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it, because I don't understand the DC streaming service. Like, how much is on there? Animated stuff, Almost I everything. It's everything. Literally everything. It's so... But, like, like they so it's have, all the animated stuff. It's yeah. all the animated right. stuff. It's all the... Any movies that are based on DC properties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TV shows. TV shows. It's got... Dude, it's got, like, Superboy from the 80s. It has the uh, Return to Swamp thing, that super cheesy... Oh, God. Okay. Sequel so there's to the more Swamp going thing. on there than I thought. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, it's like... It basically... DC obviously doesn't have the, the library that Disney does... But it's it's well, the, it's like the it's equivalent for DC be, what Disney Plus is. The equivalent wouldn't right, but the equivalent would be like the Marvel section on Disney Plus. Yeah, which is which is be, ultimately be, my point is like yeah. what, for one, I didn't realize how much stuff was on there. It sounds like there's a lot more than well, I thought there was. But yeah. does that work better folded into HBO Max? Like as a as fine. a channel, it'd be fine because it, it, I'm like pretty DC sure channel. everybody yeah. who would who would have DC would own an HBO one. Because of all the stuff, excluding the yeah. show we're going to talk Watchmen later, oh, that's on uh, HBO. So it's HBO's doing a lot of good things. So I and HBO Max is going to be everything Warner Brothers has, which is a pretty big vault as well. Yes. Yeah, my my only vault. issue in Dis- Disney Plus and DC Universe both suffer from this. Some of their the way they. Like, they don't list all the movies they have if you even go through the A to Z. Remember you told me to... Yes. No, so and I search... You go to the if A to you Z, search for it, you'll find it. If you go to the A to, a to Z, I'm pretty sure you'll find I found everything I looked for that I wasn't seeing. But, like, if you click on Marvel, it doesn't show you all the Marvel stuff. No. If you click on Star Wars, it doesn't show you all the Star Wars. Like, no. I had to go through... Before I figured out that you could do the A to Z thing... I had to like go into the Clone Wars TV show and look at the extra suggestions to find the movie to watch... Gotcha. Where I need to watch it yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, there's a few things. Like, I, cause I, even when I opened up the A to Z, there's some movies I looked up and I was like, see, this movie is on here. Like, just, Disney has so many fucking movies. Like, yeah. live action, animated, they have... So, there's a movie I didn't realize called The Reluctant Dragon, which was their first time doing <laughs> animation and live action together. Huh. It was 1940, oh, really? 1940, I think it came out. Oh, wow. Uh, it came out the same year as Dumbo or 1941. Same year as Dumbo. Uh, but it, it's it's... Not that great of a movie. It wasn't very mm-hmm. well reviewed then. It's it was more like really a proof now. of concept. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, where Disney probably concentrated more on Dumbo than they did on this movie, but that's on there. It's called the yeah. Reluctant Dragon. Uh, I don't even remember the story. It's kind of weird, but it's a. But it's it's because somebody used to tell me that when I was a kid. I used to say how much I love Peach Dragon, right? Which is on there, by the way. And I love that movie so yep. much. Uh, and uh, this guy is like, no, I like Reluctant Dragon better, and I'm like, what the hell is the Reluctant? I never knew what it was because it was never really released, and now right. that's the thing that Disney Plus. It, it's like it's such a, a rich vault. Yeah, the vault is open, <laughs> but I hope they do not put stuff in the vault like they right. used to do. You know, 
But anyway, let's move into some news. You got any news for us, Potter? Well, let's, sorry, one more thing about Disney oh, yeah. Plus before we move on. It's also, like, they've been very nimble as far as reacting to things. Like, they used to not have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. an option to resume or, or start over. Now that's there. They used to not have that bar that showed recently watched. Now yeah. that's there. When I would go to, like, continue watching Clone Wars, it wouldn't show me the last episode I watched. It would just show me the list of episodes. Now it does. Yeah. So, like, they've, they've added in a lot of these features very quickly. Yeah. So, oh, and then that whole big controversy with the Simpsons episodes, how they're cropped. They're cropped yeah, out. Uh, there's... There's some fascinating things with that Visual kind of stuff. Because it's like... It's, but they're going to fix it. They already said. They responded. They're well, it's, it. they don't even have to fix it. It's a it's a question of which versions... Because FX basically had these made. Right. These widescreen versions of the old episodes made for like broadcast or something like that. Yeah. So they... Disney just uploaded those. They didn't add on their service the original versions. Similarly with Star Wars, why we're getting... Like these changes are not changes that Disney made. These are changes that Lucas made back when he was doing, like McClunky. Yeah, and what having the them, fuck is that? It's okay, so we can get into that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but McClunky is something that Lucas added back in and fixed. He fixed some of the lightsabers back when he was doing the four, the three D conversions. Oh yeah, that what, only that, Phantom Menace actually came they out. Never got released. Yeah. yeah, Phantom Menace looked great too. It fuck. did. I was really excited to watch all of them in three so D, and then it just stopped. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So Disney these are needs like to bring that back. Those, yeah, <laughs> so these are those 4K things. So it would have been incredible to go see A New Hope in 3D, and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Greedo's like McClunky, oh, yeah. and it's like what? <laughs> Wait, was uh, that that? No, he, what? Dude, he Lucas is totally doing that to fuck with us. You know, it's just like he's like, you know what? Han didn't shoot first, motherfuckers. <laughs> Han shot when I say he shot. Yeah. McClunky. <laughs> well, now they, like, they shot at the same time, but he says McClunky, and it's which Sebulba apparently says in um, episode one. Huh. And it's basically okay. like, it's, it's uh, like this will be the end of you, something like that. Like that's the the rough meaning of it. Is like you're oh, about to die. so it's 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 just like I'm going to end you solo. I'm going to have to watch Phantom Menace again. Damn it. Uh, no, but like yeah. I like what you said on the on the the text chain. You said if we start watching. Every movie on the ninth will end at Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I might have to do that. Ten movies, ten days. I still have to watch eleven movies. I still have to watch. I still have to watch four more with my nieces. We've watched uh, because I've been going in a in a a different order. But trust me, this the I put video of it. My niece is reacting to finding out Luke or Darth Vader. Spoilers, everyone. Darth Vader. (laughs) Oh come on. Darth Vader is (laughs) Darth Vader is uh, Luke's father. They're surprise on their face was it was priceless like it, I to see it through fresh eyes because I showed them what I did was I showed them I'm like so what order did you watch them in? I showed like them that. in New Hope okay because you have that's to, right. in my opinion you always have to no start question. with the 1977 movie and I don't call it New Hope I still call it Star Wars because when I was a kid there yeah. was no New Hope it was just Star Wars but anyway because uh, I love the unaltered version by the way over Ooh. the special edition big time um, Lucas, but you got it right the first time, you son of a bitch. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that first movie is still magic, though. Special edition, aside, even special edition, it's just that <laughs> they loved that original movie so much. And I was, and I'm always afraid that people aren't going to like the '77 Star Wars because it it is somewhat dated and timeless at the same time. It's really weird how it kind of balances the two because obviously the hairstyles and everything are very '70s. Well, the look what? of it. What works about that is it's a galaxy far, far away. It's a yeah, long it's another world. It's like it's a completely different place. It's it's become 
at the time, honestly, the interesting thing is at the time it, it would have been more like, I mean, I was negative six in 77, so, <laughs> you know. I was but born, like I was born three months after Star Wars came out. Nice. Sorry, when I was six years old and watched Star Wars for the first time, I didn't look at their hair and go, "That means something to me." You yeah, know? but my nieces are and like, yeah. but Sorry. but like, but at the same time, like if I watch something now and you see, or if I watch something five years ago and you see like a, a creature or, or a, not a creature, a character in a sci-fi thing Doctor who has a modern haircut. Yeah. 50 years in the future, that's going to feel weird. <laughs> but looking at that now, something like, it almost helps that it was, that it's an old style of, yeah, of that, whatever because it's that something that feels like it's the Star Wars style, not the yeah, 70s style. I like that. It sort of adds to that so. timelessness. And the fact that everything's like physical and actually like there. That, that is helps. something, but they, yeah, they absolutely love that first movie. The and one that, thing... Sorry. Okay. That the special editions... There are, like, quote-unquote changes that the special edition made that I think are good ones, like fixing some of the lightsaber effects. And, like... So it's not like Luke's practicing with this washed-out, almost vaguely, lightly... Like, mostly white, a little... I don't mind those. Green or blue. Like, fixing that totally works. I wish they'd go in and fix some of the matting stuff in the Battle of Yavin. Because there are shots where you see... This like square around Vader's like Tie Fighter, and it's like, That's well, they, fair. they yeah, they, it's they, fine. Did, they did. It's fi- not a big deal. They did. They did. They did go in and make the. Uh, uh, I don't know if they do with models or digitally, but they did make the uh, the the dog fighting uh, above the Death Star a little more fluid in in the special editions. Yes, like yeah. some of the shots were different. They added more <laughs> X wings and Tie Fighters to yeah. scenes. There's some things I didn't mind them adding. It it, it was just like. The fucking well, Han shooting, Han shooting, whatever. Han yeah, not no, shooting totally. first is yes, the worst thing that, ever. That's but bad. Actually, that's not the worst thing ever. That Java scene is that's that the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's Java what I was going to do. The Java yeah. scene is so fucking terrible. And Boba Fett's little eye wink to the camera, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. "Hey guys, I was, I was, hey, here I was this whole time. Yeah. I was yeah. around. It's just, hey. it's just too yeah. much." But Empire, having just watched the Disney Plus version again, there's some changes in there that I'm really like thrilled with some of them. Oh, like, the Empire is the one that actually did the, did like, the best. When well, the, the way, they made that yeah, the way they open up Cloud City so that you get all of those windows in the corridors yes. instead of just oh these blank white corridors. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Even like, I'm okay with putting in Ian McDiarmid back in, or into that movie as the Emperor. Same. Like, redoing that. Sucks well, for the original actor. But. They, they but, did take out but, Luke's, uh, Luke doesn't scream no anymore after he jumps. He doesn't? No, in the special yeah. edition, he screams, he jumps and screams, no, or whatever. I didn't know he did. I in a version. Yeah. Screaming to, oh, wow, there, there was a point where he screamed as he fell. Now he does not anymore. Yeah. Well, which Unless I'm completely wrong about that being in there at one point, but he <laughs> does not scream anymore. I, just well, that's the thing is, I guess, I, guess I, never, jump. Yeah. I guess I never remembered him screaming until you said that, and then now it's not going to be there, which is good, but it'll be on my Blu-ray, though. Yes. But they better release it in 4K, the whole thing. But anyway, uh... So, back to the order I showed my nieces in. <laughs> yes. Uh, the original, so I did original Star Wars first, and then uh, I did the two prequels because I wanted them to see Anakin as a hero. Now, I said Anakin, that's... She, they knew that was Luke's dad because Obi-Wan says it. Says, you know, Vader betrays and murders your father. So, yeah. like, as, they, as far as they knew, Vader was a bad guy who was also an apprentice of Obi-Wan's who killed Anakin. Yeah. So, they're watching Anakin, and, they're, and they got really attached to Annie. To little Anakin from Phantom Menace, which is hilarious to me, because obviously 
most people hated that performance that were older than 12. <laughs> yeah. But Star everybody Wars younger. Exactly. Especially the pre-kids. And that's who he was for. And and my niece Olivia kept saying over and over again, she's like, but does does Anakin have to be older? Like, she couldn't get into Hayden Christensen, really. She's like, <laughs> I, want, I missed little Anakin. So, uh, so they love those first two. They see uh, the two get married. I accidentally spoiled that Leia was Luke's uh, sister ah. for so for them. And then she's like, "Wait, there's brother and sister," and I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> so uh, and then so then I showed him Empire after oh. that. So they get the big reveal that that's Anakin in the suit. Okay, and they're like, and my niece, like their friends were there, and they asked him, "So who's Anakin or who's Darth Vader?" And Olivia goes. Anakin, like she just like, <laughs> like she like didn't want to say it almost. Like she was like betrayed. <laughs> so now I'm going to show him Sith, which we already started watching. Ooh. You know, so she can see how he became Vader, right? And then we'll go uh, Jedi, Jedi, and then the new two because they really want to see the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. that's it's it's awesome that I'm able to lead them into that. Yeah, that's movies. great. So and then we'll probably see it over the Christmas break. But um, anyway. Let's uh, let's get the show started. <laughs> it, totally did a Kevin Smith. Our right pods there. <laughs> leading up to Rise of Skywalker are gonna get hijacked by Star Wars. It's it's, true. it's just a given. It is, I mean, especially it's as like we're, we're we're rewatching and like jumping into the Clone Wars show. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I love the Clone Wars show. I'm like in season four. You're a little bit ahead of me. Yeah, I'm in season I'm four. Rewatching. I'm still in season one. I'm so early. Oh my god, it's so fascinating behind. watching it. It gets because, so much better. Though. <laughs> well, it's like what's interesting is with regards to Palpatine and his plans. Yeah, is it kind of doesn't matter who wins the war or how the war goes. No, he's on both. No, he's in charge of both right, sides. Right. <laughs> so it's like so I'm watching it and I'm like. Like, Duke, who's like, we have to make sure nobody knows this weapon exists. And I'm like, I get why Duku thinks that. And I get why Palpatine wants Duku to think that. Yeah. yeah. But as far as Palpatine's concerned, the point is not winning the war, one side or the other. The point no. is that the war continues to go on. Like, yeah. like when, when it's like, Master Plo Koon is trapped. I love Plo Koon. And like, no, Luke, don't go save him. Palpatine's like great one fucking last Jedi, one less Jedi for Order sixty six. Yeah, like so. Well, he's, he does the, the same... whole point of this war is essentially like maybe some Jedi will die, and he doesn't, and then I can take over because I've been given this army, I've been given this power, and if we can kill some Jedi, Order sixty six finishes them off. Yeah. I send my apprentice, whether it's Dooku, whether it's Vader, who gives a fuck? Because yeah, I'm the man, yeah. I have the plan, <laughs> and there is no way my plan can go wrong. <laughs> Unless I am found out, he's a win-win. It's a win-win for. Oh yeah, Robinson. and because I'm so fucking powerful in the dark side, I have clouded the Jedi Council. So as far as they can tell, they can't even trust that the Force is working for them right now. Yeah, like fuck, he's good. Yeah, that's all. I in a bad, that's, bad way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's also been interesting with that um, watching it in chronological order versus mm-hmm. yeah. aired order. Yes, um, which check it out on StarWars.com, guys. If you if you, if you haven't seen it, uh, they have the whole list there. Of, yeah, just search for Clone Wars chronological yeah. order. The first three seasons are kind of a, kind of a mess, but it kind of gets pretty streamlined after the fourth. Starting yeah, the fourth. Like starting so. with the fourth and fifth. Yeah. yeah, they knew where they were going. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it. Yeah, they were just filling in some holes. Once they got to yeah. season two and three, yeah. they, they're yeah. like, oh, well, let's go back and 
tell this part of the story. Yeah, exactly. Just to flesh out some more of the story. Yeah, it's I think fascinating. they knew where they were going, but... Yeah. It's fascinating because well, the movie and, starts with the Christophsis, and then you get two episodes. One right. episode is season, like late first season, and another one like the second or third season. They're yeah. both. It's almost like a two parter leading up to the movie, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. They really they just went back to fill in stuff, and it all fits really well. Too, it does, which is impressive that, when you that, do it that way. Batman the animated series, which was was aired out of sequence, and yeah, like Jesus Christ, my cats are fighting. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, but uh, and if, uh, I might have mentioned this on a, a pod way, way back, but there was somebody who found out the chronological order of the animated series, and I watched Ooh. it in that order, and it is way better. Interesting. Like, things get introduced where they should, whereas, you know, the way the Clone Wars did it, it, it was almost like prequels, which is very Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get prequel episodes. Yeah, I know you're hungry. Uh, but, uh, so, um... One thing about the Clone Wars I want to, want to mention, I think I mentioned it on our on our text chain. General Grievous is a fucking shit. Like I, I don't like General Grievous at all. Like I don't think he's a good character at all. They should have gone with Ventress as the as Dooku's uh, apprentice that was the scourge and Sith because mm. he was like the fight with Obi Wan is okay, but it's, and it's fun just because it, we get Obi Wan go hello there. You know, and then him getting in that stance where he puts the two oh. fingers up, like which is an actual real sword stance, and yeah. I, I love that. That's what he's using. But he's 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 boring. Like the character's like, there's nothing to him. I mean, I guess he gets fleshed out in the comics or the he books, does, but, but I don't know if those are canon anymore. I don't know. If I don't those know specifically. if there's any grievous canon stuff. I yeah. don't think there's any books. Yeah, just clones. No, it was, just, it was just, just the it was just the comics. I mean, he's. He's not originally. We were discussing it. He's not originally a droid. He's yeah. part yeah. droid and a very, very small percent. He's a machine now. Like, again, exactly. He has yeah. a heart and a brain, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of his face. I think his eyes are real and stuff. You know, because yeah, see I it, think I think part of his head. that's all. Yeah. Organic, so his head's but, real. So his head's real, and his because Obi Wan kills him by shooting him in the heart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's a at least in the I guess now Legends comics. He was a warrior on his planet, like a. The yeah. greatest oh. warrior or something. I, and I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what happened, but but he doesn't yeah, have Dooku for- picked him up. He doesn't have force powers, though, right? He just no, knows how no. to saber fight. Yeah. He just he just trained Dooku yeah. trained him how to wield a lightsaber because anybody could theoretically wield a lightsaber if they have training. Well, yeah. Well, they show that in 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 you know in the new trilogy in the sequel trilogy that you know Finn kind of knows how to use a sword because yeah. they're trained right. to fight Jedi. I mean, Han uses it to cut open a tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, he's pretty careful with. There that. was God, I don't remember whose it was in Legends canon. There was a Jedi who built their saber so that you had to use the Force to activate it. Yes, yes. I don't remember who it was either. Me but neither. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a you know. Kill switch or yeah, whatever. Not a kill switch. But no, but like a like a safety yeah thing. Like a nobody can like a safety car but me. Or yeah. nobody can start this. That's car what blade. Me. That's what blade had on yeah. his sword. Yeah, blade Biff. <coughs> the Bib. Jedi's name was probably a, a B something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bib. Yeah, Bib. No. Yeah, <laughs> it worked for Java. <laughs> anyway, uh, did you guys see? Uh, this is kind of a little side Star Wars note. Did you guys see the little press press conference? Not press conference. It was like a stage. A panel. 
that the, all the Star Wars cast and J.J. Abrams. I saw Kathleen Kennedy was there. At Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. When he said something. <laughs> he said something about uh, something. He said lightning, and as soon as he said lightning, the lights kind of or lighting, not lightning, lighting. The lights went out, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Whoa!" And he was talking about Carrie Fisher at the time, and he's like, "Hey, Carrie," like, you know that she had just like that is <laughs> well, very cool. Carrie to do, and it was like, "Oh, she should be here, damn it!" But like because he was talking <laughs> basically about. I said, said Carrie, not Siri. Siri, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but it's just because uh, he, he's at the moment he's talking about how they they had enough footage from Force Awakens that mm-hmm. they, she was able to have a scene with her daughter, you yeah. know. And there's just like it's like a fitting send off. And because I still maintain that this movie was setting up for a Leia and Kylo showdown, like it was going to have to be Leia that took down Kylo. And I don't know if she would have died in the process or if she would have survived. Because I would have liked it. That's the way I would have written it, that she would survive. But it would be so fucking devastating that she had to kill her own son. I mean, that's a down note to end the movie and the series on. But I don't know. It was just one of those things. Because Force Awakens was Han's movie. Last Jedi was Luke's. Mm -hmm. And it felt like this was going to be Leia's. It was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that, to me, is, is... has to be it because she's the only one who didn't want to give up on him. Han gave up on him. Luke gave up on him. Yeah. She's the only one who didn't want to give up on him. And if she had to be the one to take him out, like that just makes the most sense to me. And maybe that's what Trevorrow wrote originally. And they're like, no, nah, that's too dark. We have to end it happier. We have to have a Yub Nub song at the end. Yep. Nub. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's just that's just my idea. Like what what what. I want to play a little "What If" with you two because we're both we're all huge, huge Star Wars fans. Well, apparently this is a Star Wars pod now, nothing else. Well, so. you, as you said, it's going to get hijacked. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about other stuff, but uh, uh, let's just finish off this because I just want to know before we talked about the Mando, obviously. <laughs> Mando, uh, Mando. What do you think, Trevorrow's? Where Trevorrow was going to go with that story? Like, do you guys have any? Do you guys based on? Did he have any? Did he? Did was the Last Jedi written? Before he was fired? I don't remember. Because Captain Kennedy just came out and said that well, he that Trevorrow was let go because it wasn't going where they thought they wanted it to go. And my, he wasn't privy to all the Force Awakens uh, story meetings. Got it. If I had to make a guess... Because they hired him well before. They hired him pretty early on. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they, they had all three after, set. Was Abrams, Johnson, and... Wasn't and, it right after the success of Jurassic World? Yeah. That was, when yeah, when that was right. catching fire and everything. Yeah. It was almost immediate. And, it yeah. was almost immediate. My, yeah. my guess would be it was going to... His version was going to be a little more Return of the Jedi. No Emperor sort of wrapping up this trilogy as its own thing. Yeah. You know, not going back to the, you know, to, to Palpatine, not sort of, it sounds like this one very much is like trying to tie everything together and be like yeah. a definitive event for the entire saga, as opposed to the third part of a trip. Trying to, trying to convince right. us all that there's, that, that they really are going to leave all these characters alone for eternity. No. I mean, no, they're, they're not. Not. I, <laughs> no, not the not the new ones. Nor least, do I want them to. No, like, I, I would love either. an episode. Unless, time. unless the big, the new big three all die in this one. You know, unless Ray Poe. I think Kylo's going down, but unless uh, maybe I don't know. I don't I, know. I think she is. Like I think bringing he is. the Emperor in is just such a a wild card. 
Even though that was always Lucas's plan, by the way. Did you know that? Well, yeah, I mean, originally... It was, was going to be the end of the pod, But, yeah. like, Jedi was going to be Boba Fett as the bad guy, not... Fuck. Yeah. All that other stuff. Sorry, keep talking. But, uh, yeah, my guess is it was going to be a little more... End of a trilogy, not end of a... A saga. Yeah. yeah. Which, it... Sh- the thing about it is, it should be the end of a saga, because it was always originally planned to be nine... I am totally fine with them wrapping up Skywalker uh, here because, you know, in 20 years, Mark Hamill is going to be 80. And uh, Harrison Ford right. might not be with us anymore. Well, he's not with us in the movie either. Depends on if he's on the planes or not. <laughs> yeah. well, Stop flying, Harrison. Like, Actually, he's in pretty good shape for, no, he for is, his age. That's, that's yes, why he survived yes. all of those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, and he's going to take Indy's hat to the grave. <laughs> that's not how the force yeah. works. I get that. You uh, probably should. I'm okay with that. Anyway, all right. On that downer, <laughs> on that downer. All right, I guess we can move on to other things for a little bit. Uh, is there any news, Potter? Early? No. I not mean, early. yes, but no, not really. I, I None mean, for Kyle to roll, roll his eyes at. Oh. Uh, Black Widow trailers out. It's pretty awesome. The new Bond trailer. trailers out. I'm kind of. Eh, oh, somebody it. told me it was a pretty good trailer. I haven't seen it. Yet. I, it I, mean, I don't. It's a I Bond don't know. Movie. I feel. I feel like he looks, not, he looks old. Though good. he looks old. <laughs> like you don't. You don't look at a trailer and especially a Bond trailer and go like, okay, I see what makes this move. Like because it's just the Bond trailer is all action and quippy oh, yeah. one liners. Like, no, I know. I guess and it's... like, look at the Bond girl. She's hot. Look at this. <laughs> look at that. Okay, let's do this. Like, it is the girl from Knives it Out. Just, it looks like a Bond film. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. I guess I'm just not excited for it. No, right totally. Now. I mean, and, the thing that's most intriguing you know. about it to me is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. And I don't think you're going to see what she brings to the table in a trailer. I They're not going to show you like a three-minute scene of Bond and somebody else having a, a shouting conversation at a diner because somebody's <laughs> I want to mom see is whatever. <laughs> like, you're not going to get that. Like, you'll get that in the movie. I want Fleabag in Bond form right. because Fleabag is awesome. I haven't seen Fleabag yet, but I really want to. You gotta watch. Have it. you guys seen Killing Eve? She's on my computer. I haven't seen Killing Eve. <sighs> is that is she in that too? She um, created it. Yeah, she's the writer. She's really smart. Showrunner for the first season. From what I understand, as far as her writing goes, she's smart. <laughs> she's talented. Killing yeah. Eve and like yeah. her. I just like her face because her face is on my computer. <laughs> I'll show you. Kyle. The tone that she does, like. When I started watching, nice. When I started watching, when Katie and I sat down to watch Killing Eve, for the first two minutes, I wasn't sure what was going on. I wasn't sure what the show was trying to do. But by minute five, I'm like, I am in. Nice. I get it. Love Let's it. do this. I am. I'm in. Um. So yeah, we'll see how Bond is. I hope it's good. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I don't want it to be bad or anything. I'm just. I think it's because <laughs> I don't I, want anything to be bad. <laughs> I, I think I'm just excited for Star Wars, Mandalorian's out. There's just so much good yeah, stuff. Black out. Widow looks good. Yeah. Black Widow looked really good. I'm just not excited for yeah. Bond yet, but yeah. I, I'm sure I will be. I'm sure I'll get there. Um, also, the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer drops today. Oh, yeah. If it I hasn't already. I do want to watch. Yeah. I do want to watch I that. that. I like the poster. The new poster that came out. Yeah. I like this this kind of retro 80s. Uh, psychedelic thing they're they're kind of doing here. I don't know if psychedelic's the right word, but what for the eighties? But that's more sixties. Just colorful. I think it's just neon but, and colorful. Yeah, the neon. It's just yeah, yeah. it's just very bright. Well, nineteen eighty four. So yeah, bright uh, colors and shit. What Jimmy Kimmel called the greatest year of all time, and I would I would kind of agree with that as far as entertainment goes. <laughs> like I, mean, I was born in eighty four, so it, it's oh, definitely it is. the best year. Of it all is time. the best year of all time. <laughs> so yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> I turned seven <clears throat> that year. Uh, but yeah. uh, Ghostbusters came out. In Go, that's what I'm saying. Well, 84, yeah. or the, we've talked about this before, the summer of 84, or just yeah. the year of 84. Gremlins came out that year. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Last Starfighter. Like, it was like a banner year for sci-fi fantasy. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just like... Uh, Back to the Future missed it by one year, but it's okay. Yeah. Back to the Future had eighty-five all to itself. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to kind of mention the uh, the the Justice League uh, Snyder cut is getting another strong push, except for and there was an article I didn't, <coughs> I didn't really read it, but apparently Henry Cavill dodged a question on why he's not really as outspoken as his fellow castmates about the <laughs> Snyder Cut. Probably because he's probably towing the company line because he wants to stay on as Superman, which is pretty obvious. Which he does deserve a true Man of Steel sequel. And he does yes. deserve... Because he wants to portray... He said this, I want to portray the Superman from the comics. I want to portray that hopeful Superman that everybody looks to, you know, who, who he really is. Like, he's the antithesis of Batman. Like, you can't try to make him like... He didn't say this. I'm saying this now. <coughs> you can't make him like Batman. Like, he's not you, Batman. You don't want a Even Superman. Even though I like Man of Steel. Even though I like Man of Steel. You don't want a Superman that's just trying to find a kryptonite knife so he can slit his wrists. Yeah. But yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, like you just don't. Man of Steel yeah. Man of Steel should have ended, and it kind of does a little bit, end more on a hopeful note. Like, it does end on a little comedy. Like, when he comes down, when he smashes the the uh, the satellite and throws it on the ground in front of the Ooh. general and tells him, you know, you won't be able to control me, general, but we're on the same side. Like, it ends on a hopeful note. So... To revert back, I can see why what a jarring thing would be to revert back to the dreariness with BVS instead of embracing the hopeful Superman, which they did in the Justice League, but it just like Justice League just wasn't good, unfortunately. I like Justice League, but I admit it's flaws. <laughs> it's yeah. not as bad as Suicide Squad. Not even close. You know, even though I like Suicide Squad too. It's weird I like all these movies, but I do admit they're not good. <laughs> it's like, what the, I still like them. The so BBS. I will stand by BBS. I love BBS, the director's cut. And I want to see Justice League Snyder cut. Really, really badly because I've seen where he was going with the story with Darkseid. It was going to be epic and awesome, and Steppenwolf just sucked. But well, I see what he was setting up. So if you look at it that way, it's just like uh, but they, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I, have, I said my piece. <laughs> no, it's like Suicide Squad is such a fascinating movie. Yeah, a hot mess of a fascinating. Yes, movie. first half. Yes, is really absolutely. Good, I like and like, I don't understand the Enchantress as the bad guy. That's the worst. Well, part that was of it. that um, was an awful choice. And, and nothing yes. about it, the way Cara Delevingne portrayed it either. No, it was, no, no. It was just, just a, it was just a weak story. To yeah, have weak story that, like <clears throat> character. Yeah, no. Have the Joker. Make the Joker great. the guy they're going yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, but but they, it had that moment, and there the thing that frustrates me, I think, about some of those movies is that there are moments where I'm like, see, that's look at that moment and filter everything through this. And in Suicide Squad, it's um, whatever Will Smith's character's name Deadshot. is. Deadshot. Deadshot. Thank you. I'm like, dead, not Deadpool. I know that. <laughs> Deadeye, maybe? Close. No, Deadshot? Okay. Deadshot, yeah. Um, when he's... I don't remember where he is, but they're like they're essentially testing how good he is of a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like they have uh, all the targets out. They have all those guns, and he just fires the one thing, like Han Solo's, you know... Or, yeah. Indiana Jones style and just knocks all the targets over. It's like, that's the moment that you want to, like, replicate. You want to build from that moment tonally and, like, that's the movie you want to make. not Or that's the movie I want to see, I should say. Yeah. I love when he makes his demands, though, and the, and he's talking to, what's the 
soldier's name, Joel Kinnaman's character. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yeah. And he's uh, talking to Rick straight. Flag. I think. Rick Flag. Yeah. yeah. Rick Flag, and then yeah. he's and then Rick Flag kind of just answers sardonically, and then he's like, "I'm talking. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your boss." And he points to Amanda Waller. <laughs> like that is there. There's some really cool moments in that in that movie that it's just. I think if they let David, uh, what can't think of his last name. Air. Air. Yeah. I was going to call him Fury. That's the name of the movie he directed. David Air. Why they didn't let him finish his movie? Like they went and they they kind of. Or just completely well, recut it with somebody else instead of smashing two together. I think it's a larger problem, and this opens up a can of worms that makes the podcast. I know we've talked about we've talked about this quite a lot, but <laughs> it's true. Well, this is this is a larger. This is my larger comment on the DC universe as it is right now. The expanded or not the yeah, I guess the you can just call it the DC universe. But, yeah. They don't even call it that anymore. So I, I mean. Again, I've said it multiple times. I want I want DC movies to be great. Their TV is phenomenal. Their animated movies are yeah. phenomenal. Like they're Titans, out of the Titans parts. is really really good. But for whatever reason, because I guess maybe because the movies are so high profile and they feel like they have to catch up to Marvel and do all this other stuff, they don't trust the characters, the properties, the the content, the directors, anything. So they feel they have to jump in and meddle. As a, as a studio, yeah. you know, like yeah. there's just a lot of studio metal, and it doesn't feel like there's a a Feige. There's there. not. Well, there was, but he didn't do a good job of controlling it. We won't name names, but he didn't. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't okay. He wasn't the it kind was, of guy Feige was. No. Feige Feige is essentially a showrunner running a movie franchise, and it's the best way to do it if you're going to do this interconnected universe, mm-hmm. right? Uh, DC was trying to do something different where they got brought in auteurs and they let them kind of do their thing and then things weren't meshing and then they had to come in like you yeah, said. Yeah, it became hard take, to connect take things. Control. But they did it is, too yeah. late. Instead yeah, of having fight totally. in control from the beginning, right. they said, oh, we're going to try to fix your movie after you made it. No, that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, that's and then, a perfect point. You can't bring somebody yeah. in to fix it. Yeah, and so. then... They only fixed so much in, in post. Yeah, Wonder and Woman Wonder Woman just hits everything so well. Yeah, yeah, it does because because what Wonder Woman tried to do is even though it existed in the large universe, it told a standalone singular story. Yes, it was. It was didn't need what, the other movies to do. It was to, Iron Man. It was yeah. Thor. Yeah. It was Same with Captain Aquaman. America. Yeah. It was those kind yeah. of movies, yeah. and just and it was fun and it was funny and it was there was also stakes there and it was dark and it was just right. all of those things at once. Yeah. And, just, and Patty Jenkins is damn talented. Yes, well, absolutely. And how has she not been working so much more since? What was it? Monster was that her first one? Is that Patty Jenkins? I believe. Am I getting it, that wrong? So I'm not certain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep about, going. But, no, I mean it's just yeah. Again, it's exactly all of those things. It's do your standalone movies with your superheroes and build towards the big team up. Don't. Yeah. Say, oh, Avengers was a big success. We got to have our team up movie. Let's throw them all Let's together, yeah. and then we'll go back and tell their individual stories. Okay, that could work, and for comic book fans, that might be okay because they're used to seeing that. They're used to the right. characters. But <coughs> if you're wanting to build a brand and build an interconnected universe, that's the opposite yeah. way to do it because you're bring you're trying to bring in new fans at the yeah. same time as appeasing old fans, and. It's just going to convolute and confuse them. Right. Like, I mean, it, it's well, just it, not, it's not great. Like, Suicide Squad was yeah. its own convoluted mess within a bigger convoluted mess. Yeah. So, it, it yeah. would be like if the third Marvel movie was, like, Sinister Six. Yeah. Or something. Like, I know who the Sinister Six are. Right, I but, don't. But who, who the hell are the Sinister you guys. Six for the rest of the yeah. world? Yeah. yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, it's like, so. these are all bad guys that, like, 
okay, I guess we vaguely met Harley Quinn before, did we? Maybe not. Only I guess car- not. Only in cartoon form. Yeah. yeah, no, she wasn't in Batman v Superman. Nope, no, she was. Yeah, so it's nope. just like a bunch of characters uh-huh. we haven't met in this universe. But but and here's the thing though, it, I mean, to like the uh, the Mexican dude, like he was kind of miscast a little bit, even though Jay Hernandez is a talented actor. I won't say he's miscast. I think the character is miswritten, if that makes sense. Is he the one he's that like the, lights on fire? Yeah. yeah. See, I actually liked his storyline. I thought that part worked. His storyline was good, but I mean, like, it was. He leaned too much into the being the the essay. You know what I'm saying? Like when they have that okay. scene with the with the, his wife, and she's like, "Oh, I thought maybe like later we could, uh, you know, kick it." Like it was. It's just like, it's like I guess. I don't know the way the way they did it was just it was a little over the top for me as far as just stereotypical okay. gangster like sure it, it it fit in with the the next Friday gangsters if you've seen, ever seen the next Friday movie with the yep. not in so long but the, yeah, yeah the, the, the the Mexican gangsters who are like super over the top like you know uh, who live across the street that it seems like a comic a, a comedic mm-hmm. performance almost yeah. for me but like the characters I did like I mean obviously I thought Deadshot was great I thought. Uh, Harley was great, and I thought uh, unsung hero uh, Australian guy Jai Courtney Boomerang. Oh, Boomerang. Captain uh, Boomerang. I thought Boomerang was fantastic. Like he, he was he was really good, and his he actually has an arc. Like he goes from uh, being all about himself to actually wanting to be a part of the team, this family that he's never had, kind of thing. Like it's like it's 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 not like a a brand new arc to these kind of movies. It's like that's that's a very like Black yeah. Widow has that yeah. one. She says it in the new trailer. I'm I got part of this family, you know, yeah. part of this. Yeah. You know, it's 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 but just, it's still a touching Yeah. It's a fun arc to go on. It uh, it all just shows you how rare and how tough what Marvel did was. Like yeah. they didn't start with Spider-Man. You know, they didn't start with like the big guns. They started with Iron Man. Start with Iron Man. Fucking D level. I barely yeah. knew who Iron Man was before that movie came. Out. I barely and knew who Iron, Iron Man was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like I had heard Iron Man before. I had never read a comic. I had never like I knew nothing about him other than like I oh, he's wearing his metal suit. Okay, got it. I literally just started reading Iron Man comics. I want to say in two thousand five, two thousand four, mm-hmm. right before. Like I had some from the from the early nineties. Remember that Heroes Return, Heroes Reborn yeah, yeah, era. Yeah. That era sucked, but at the same time, there was some good art in that though. Yeah. Uh, but that's when I read Iron Man, so I didn't really know the real Iron Man story until mm-hmm. like around two thousand five, two thousand six, right before the movie came out. And then the movie was just like, I love Iron Man, but it's that's because of RDJ. Well, like what's fascinating I about three, it? I love him three thousand. Right. What's fascinating <laughs> about it? Looking back, and we've talked about all of this. On our sister pod, Infinity ah, Watch, Infinity Watch, um, is you start with Iron Man and it's great and it's. Were we talking about just critically acclaimed, I mean, successful? <laughs> yes, I'm, just, we're, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know, I'm, just kidding, I'm, just I'm just totally making fun of that. Go ahead. But then Hulk comes out. Yep. And it's widely considered not good. It's got a lot of problems. It and does. like, oh, I want Edward Norton's original version. Sorry, if Iron Man Two hadn't come out and been good enough. And gotten people in the seats. We may not have an MCU. Like oh, we owe it all to Favreau, Favreau and fucking uh, like Feige, and uh, it could Yanni. have just ended with Iron Man too. Like there was no guarantee that 
Thor, Captain America, and Avengers were all going to happen yeah. or work. Yeah. And there's a lot of it's insane that there, like it all rested on that in that moment. Iron Man is is as close to universally acclaimed by critics and fans alike as you can get for a comic book movie. Yeah. Uh, Thor and Captain America do have their detractors too. The funny thing, uh, oddly enough, like well, our, well, our, totally. our good friend but Joshua like, Morgan yeah. does not like Captain America, right? The first Avenger, or he doesn't like the second half. He doesn't like the second half. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so when Cap's running around shooting people and being all Captain right. America, like in when he did that in the comics, like in the back, you know, he yeah. killed Nazis, like. Yeah. But like those so at that point, story. after like Iron Man two, it sort of just became like, okay, let's get to Avengers. You know, like yep. let's let's do not like let's phone these movies in, but like no, like this is this is what we're committing to right now, and if we can get there, you know, we'll do Iron did. Man three, and just fucking blew up, and it, there was nothing that said it was going to or had to. No, it was just skill and some luck and. Casting Robert Downey Jr. and having John Favreau, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, here's here's a little bit of Marvel news because I guess we're still just gonna do news and do all these crazy things. Um, yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're uh, just talking about stuff. <laughs> so I saw uh, I saw a little image posted from Morbius, which is Sony's uh, Morbius, the Living Vampire. It's an MCU yeah. character. Jared Leto. Um, Jared Leto is playing Morbius, which actually could work. Um, but I didn't realize that a certain person is going to be in this movie playing a certain character that we all love. J.K. Simmons will be J. Jonah Jameson huh. in Morbius. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. I didn't know he was in the movie until I looked at the IMDb page for it. So that, connect, and, that connects him to MCU a little bit. Well, there. maybe. Maybe. I mean, that would be... Based on the deal that went down with, which we we aren't privy to all the right, but that is there there are some rumors in there that that tells me because Sony always has always wanted Venom to be a part of the MCU. They've been clamoring for that since they started producing it. Feige did come out and say he's like, "How do you know? How how do you have Spider-Man without Venom?" Like he's already said they're going to bring it in, like without saying it. But he's already already, at least a crossover movie or something. Yes, but or letting at least Tom Holland go to Venom. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting that J.K. Simmons is going to be J. Jonah again, which which is fantastic because he is J. Jonah yeah. Jameson. Yeah. Well, and but, I love the new conception of him as like the right wing. Yeah, he's the Alex yeah. YouTuber. What's yeah, that, like Alex, Alex Jones. Yeah, he's yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's perfect, and he's got he, and his hair. He's like has no hair now. Yeah. Like he's bald. <laughs> it's perfect. It's just like. No, I love it. So I just wonder if he'll be playing that same version of his character, or right. if, if it'll he, be. If a, he is, that's a, that's a confirmation that Morbius is in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. he doesn't, then it's like, uh, what the fuck are you doing now? <laughs> well, like, like I don't want to like because that, that's the thing is like although I don't another, mind it's another Spider Verse. I don't thing, mind what DC what DC's doing with the standalone movies, especially if you make if you don't bring like I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Pattinson go at it. I think Robert Pattinson's gonna knock it out of the park personally. And I really, I really would love to see those two go at it. But at the same time, I'd be fine with them doing another Joker in that because in the comic book world, there's you know one shots and there's miniseries that are completely outside of the main mm-hmm. continuity. Yeah. So that's what the Batman feels like. Like to me, if they really wanted to, they could always go back to Ben Affleck as an older Batman. Like there's no reason they can't. The way they're bringing Brandon Routh into the TV show now, right? I mean, that's just as wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's just why I don't think. 
comic book movies are ever going to... As one of like a dozen Superman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Superman. Crisis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's the Crisis one, which is awesome. He's the Alex Ross one. And he yes. has that suit. Yeah. Which is awesome. I've seen the, the stills of it. I'm so behind yes. on those shows, though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I just... With Marvel, not that I need them all connected, because... Marvel's done a really good job of having those movies. Like Iron Man three, pretty much stands alone as, as, you know, as not connected to the rest of the movies. Like if I remember correctly, there's nothing in Iron Man three that has anything to do with. It, oh wait, no, the is there in three? Does anything in three hap- like affect anything else that happens later? Besides him having a bunch of suits. <laughs> no, I guess. I guess not. I guess not. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, and and I mean, Thor, uh, Dark World obviously has the ether, but uh, nothing else really affects anything else in that in that movie. Like, you know, like yeah. you see what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're all connected, but at the same time, there are still standalone stories. Which is comic books did that too. Like, not everything oh, yeah. is ever connected to the rest. It's this is a Captain America well, story. Yes, yeah, Spider Man might zip through for a panel or two, but yeah. you know it would drive you nuts as a writer and producer on those things if you had to connect every single little thing in every single comic book. Yeah, right. I mean, so. even you know, Spider Man is its own story. Yes, Tony Stark's there, but he's yeah, he's just taking the place of the mentor. Yeah, you right. Know, the you know, and same that, with uh, it's not called Wakanda, Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's standalone. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians Two are both. Standalone. Thor Ragnarok is basically it's standalone. It totally is. Oh, friggin' Captain Marvel. Speaking of Thor Ragnarok, I can't wait to hear Jeff Goldblum in that "What If" cartoon they're gonna do with the Grandmaster. <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. the collector will be yeah. in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll just be great. And he spo- and he apparently he spoiled the fact that Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. Is going to come back as a, I think we mentioned in the last. But did pod. we? Did, I don't. I, I guess I still don't consider that a spoiler because we knew we knew there. No, but we didn't know. I, everybody. Okay, here's the thing. Everybody else had been announced that they were coming back. His name was not announced when they said. I wouldn't call it Evans, a spoiler, Scarlet. I would say he leaked something sooner than it was planned to be. Although they could have edited it out, but they didn't. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like he did it yeah. live. But like, I, don't, I wouldn't consider that a spoiler. By the way, yeah. you should watch what I'm talking about. It's an interview with Jeff Goldblum. It's not just about the Marvel show, and he's just basically playing with puppies. And, it's amazing, and, and he's he's just answering questions like fan questions. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, like it's just adorable. He's just playing with puppies the way my cat's like you know rubbing on my face. That you know the puppies are all over Goldblum. Is mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be? He's well, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Oh, wait, speaking of uh, Marvel, sorry, really quick. No, no, no. Um, as part of the awards stuff, they uh, a lot of places send um, scripts for movies. Yep. And so I got in my email the script for Endgame. Oh, yeah, the other day. that's right. That's oh, right. That's we what were we were talking about this. Like, it, yeah. was yeah. all, it was like looking through blinds. Yeah, it was on my right? computer. Yeah, it's a picture of the computer screen. Um, and it's fascinating reading the script and seeing like, the differences between that and the movie. But in the script, so in the movie, Thanos, Tony snaps, Thanos right. disappears. Right. Go back to Tony dying. In the script, Tony snaps, Thanos disappears. Cut to Quill turning around, babe, Gamora's gone. Yeah. That is not in the movie, which is interesting. No. And it's not. Also in the movie, but not in the script, when Thor walks onto the Benatar. In the movie, Quill is searching for Gamora. That is not in the script. 
they added that later. Yeah. And I think I posed, posed this on the the text chain as well. I was like, I wonder if that script was written when Gunn was... Although they were always going to use Gunn's script, weren't they? Even though they I let don't it go for, know. for um, temporarily. But it also, I mean, I think it was just the director's like, well, here's a way we can get into this and like this will connect it to maybe what's coming next. Because yeah. the, the Russo brothers don't write the thing. They're, they're, Correct, they don't. What's his it name? Was, what's uh, the McFeely. There's yeah. two, right? Yeah. But yeah. Christopher Marcus. Marcus, Marcus and, and McFeely. Stephen McFeely. I think that sounds right. I think so. Yeah. I should know that. We well, should know that. We, we should know that. Um, right. <coughs> like, boom. And Captain yeah. went back to 1949. Right. According to the script. Right. Which, unconfirmed, I guess, in the movie, theoretically. But isn't... He's also 112. We used to know... 100 and, it was 112, 112. and something yeah. like that. Yeah. Somewhere in, around there. In the movie. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Which... That makes sense. And that also goes in, because the into the comics, the uh, super soldier serum does start to lose effect in the comics. It starts to wear off yeah. once he gets... Mm-hmm. Once he's lived for so many years, so he has to take take some more again one, and yeah. everything. 112, yeah. yeah. I've seen... Yeah. I've seen... I've seen... I've seen comic books where he's old man Rogers recently. Like, old Cap... Well, yeah, that was... I mean, he looks really of, good for 112. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's part of the new... I think it was part of the new... Uh, it was like Secret Empire and some of the continuity where Cap is um, supposed to be part of Hydra and all of that. But it was because because a cosmic cube or something changed reality a little bit. Yeah. It was this whole thing. And people were all pissed off about it. And I was like, this isn't going to stay the way it is. Mm. They're just trying something different. Anyway. That's Do my, we know my how old he was at the beginning of Captain America? Uh, he's probably, I'm guessing he's in his very early 20s, 23, 24, because at the very That's oldest, because Bucky's already in, in the service, but he, I don't think he's been in there long. So, right, but there's it might be earlier like, than that. They might, he might be 18 or 19. Maybe they didn't even go to school. They might well, have the, so I was thinking, actually, it's possible it's the other way, because the war had to have started before he would enlist, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's 30, but like, if he was 30... Pearl Harbor gets bombed. He goes and tries to enlist. Like that could work. Yeah, uh, yeah, but him and Bucky seem much younger than that. I agree. That I, I was just doing the math in my head, and like, if he goes back to forty nine to twenty nineteen, that's men like seventy that. years. Then men, he wakes up in two thousand nine, yeah, give or take to twenty nineteen. So that's eighty yeah. years. Yep. So if he's one nineteen or one twelve. It's another 32 years. And there's... I mean, there are years during World War II that pass. There are. So, I don't know. He's somewhere in his, like, mid-20s. Well, he, he, I don't know. But he's... <laughs> the math is so funny, because he's technically not 70 when he gets dethawed. He's the same age as when he went under. Right, right. But what I'm saying <laughs> yes, is yes. he goes back to 49. Oh, you're trying to say... So okay, 49 to now, he ages those 70 years there. The ten years after he was unthawed, and then however old I, he was I, when I, he, before he got cubed. I never even thought about how old he was. Oh no, there's also that five-year time jump. <laughs> From yeah, well yeah, between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's that too. Uh-huh. Okay, so at that point it's like another just, five years. Okay, so yeah, he's like twenty-four. I never thought. Ish. I never really thought about how old he was in that scene. All I think about is I love when they asked. When he's talking about uh, Agent Carter and 
says, are you going to tell me about her? And he's like, no, I don't think I will. (laughs) Such a good little moment. Because, like, it's it's kind of funny to see Chris Evans, like, super old. I'm like, okay, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. And then after he starts talking, I'm like, oh, they did a pretty good job. (laughs) It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Also, it's interesting. uh, I can't read that far. (laughs) Um, Peggy... Is definitely, especially if he's like uh, younger. Peggy's definitely older because she's like in it, and she's like not a low level person. Yeah, in uh, the military at that. Yeah, point. it's. I, I mean, maybe we'll see a what if. I mean, we're definitely going to see a what if with Peggy Carter. I think because that's been confirmed where she's oh, she's Captain America. Oh, essentially. Oh, or she takes a more zero. Captain Britain, I guess. In that at that point, um, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, Captain Britannia. Yeah. Um, but I, maybe we'll see an, an episode of the What If series where we get some of what happened in between there, or maybe they'll address some of that in oh. Falcon and Winter Soldier. But I don't think they will right. because they're going to focus more on those two facing yeah. off against Zemo, the she, proper she, comic book Zemo with the mask and if everything. She gets, if she gets pregnant while they're both like on the super serum, like is that a super baby that's going to come out? Possible. Maybe it's it's like a DNA change, right? It's not just a has to be. I mean, they right? change, yeah. change his friggin' They're altering his form, his his muscular, yeah, yeah. yeah, structure and everything. Huh. Although I can't imagine her getting all buff. <laughs> <laughs> no, ow, ow, well, I don't she think she. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah. that what if show is going to be pretty pretty interesting, I'd yes. say. Yeah. So should we talk about uh, Mando? We should, yeah, let's finish off on Mando, and then we'll talk about Watchmen next time, because uh, Potter and I have to catch up. <laughs> yeah. finished it. Yeah, we'll catch yeah, up. But seriously. anyway, Mandalorian, uh, we've talked about, last time we, got, three we talked about the first three, so yep. we got yeah. two cents, yep. two, and Kyle's, uh, at least his, his uh, estimation, uneven. It's, so here's what I will say. I wouldn't even call these two episodes uneven. I feel like they are, they are what they want to be. And it feels like at this point the show has settled into a Stargate, Star Trek style, you know, thing of the week procedural kind of show. You know, where where in one episode he's like, oh, we could hide out here. We'll help them fight off the Raiders. Okay, I have to move on. Right. Which is like a very like, the the only difference between this and like a Stargate episode is that he's not coming through a gate. To help them and then going back through the gate at the end, you know. Right. Um, And then it's similar with episode five where they're on Tatooine, which we should talk about. Which is great. Um, It was great to return to Tatooine. And he's doing a bounty. Yeah. So he could pay for his docking fees. Yeah. Um, So, you know, if that's what the show is, I wish there were 20 episodes in a season. Sure. I mean, don't we all? Because. It's a I great mean, show. Well, it's but it's like when there's when you're burning through plots, eight episodes makes sense, right? If you watch Watchmen, like if that was doing twenty episodes, it would be a very different show, and I don't think it would be as good. Sure, it'd definitely be a much harder show to write and to to plan. But with Mandalorian, like it definitely feels like they're expecting, like okay, we're going to get ten seasons here. Yeah, I mean, we, like, we know season two is already in the process. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I don't it's know just, if they're shooting yet, but right. they're hiring directors. It's just not. Yeah. It's not my biggest sort of 
personal complaint is it's just not covering a lot of ground. I think it feels like there's a lot of real maybe you think maybe it fell victim to what happened with Lost where they thought like this that was more seasonal than episodic, but where they made the first couple episodes maybe and they had them written and Disney was like their eyes got big and like, wait a minute, no, this sounds like you've got a pretty contained story that's gonna end. No, 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 you need to expand this. I don't know, because it doesn't, like, so far, the only sort of story... Okay, so, like, if we looked at it as, like, compared to X-Files, where X-Files has mythology episodes, and then it has the Creature of the Week episodes. Um, so, the, like, my favorite episodes of X-Files are usually, unless it's, like, the weird out-there ones, it's the mythology ones, you know, and you can sort of... With X-Files, you can just watch the mythology episodes. Sure. And you miss some of the character stuff, maybe, but you don't really miss much of the plot, much of the important stuff. And so far with Mandalorian, it feels like you could watch one and three and sort of... I mean, we'll see how they all end up tying together. Maybe I'm completely off base here, but it feels like you could skip two and four and five. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. No, I, I see what you're saying, Kyle. I I, uh, uh, I guess the thing about it is, is like, because I like that I use the words side quests, because that is a really good description of what some of these episodes are. Uh, because when I play, like, the video games are, like, open world, like uh, Far Cry or uh, Spider-Man right now, which is very very much Spider-Man just with the Far Cry engine, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, I like doing all the side quests first before I get into the main story. Now, I know this isn't a video game. This is a TV show. No, it would make a great video game, though. But I, I have to say. But I guess because yeah. I, like, I like the detours these things are doing. Um, uh, like with the sand, like I said, the Sandcrawler episode, uh, you know, with the Jawas. Like, you just picking Jawas off. Like, I was like, damn, this is like, this is a violent show. Straight up murdering <laughs> like, Jawas. Murdering Jawas. It's different when you're shooting droids. He's disintegrating. He yeah. also... Has a disintegration. His but... ship has zero security, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got a little baby Yoda on there. And then, he you just know, leaves it's... baby Yoda on the ship, and he's like, I'll be back. Yeah, and then baby Yoda... Just don't let any Jawas into the docking bay. <laughs> yeah, and you think baby Yoda's just going to sit idly? Come on, this is Yoda, for crying out loud. He's going to go out and, and explore or Yoda's part. Sorry, go ahead, Potter. I also, well, I was just going to say, I, I mean, yeah, I, I understand the the thoughts on maybe some of these episodes haven't been completely crucial to the, the series or the season plot, you know, the overarching kind of thing. And it's not necessarily building to anything huge, huge yet, because I, I think you're right. I mean, they realized, oh, we, we can expand this because people are loving it uh, or are going to love it. So... I guess I've been taking it as more of a... This is the point in a Western movie where the hero is wandering along. He's down on his luck. He's trying to get wherever he needs to go. And all these things keep popping up along the way, unfortunately. That are either setting him back or he's still on the run from the law. Or from this case, in this case, the, the Bounty Hunters Guild. And he has nowhere to go. And every time he tries to go somewhere, somebody always finds him. So I, I think that's... That's kind of where they're building, but it feels, it also feels more more world building versus story building. I guess is is maybe part of yeah. No, I think that's a good way to put it. I think that's a very good way to put it. And you and you and you called it early too. You called it a western, like from the very beginning, the first episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd like to go back and and just just for shits and giggles, watch some of those old western TV shows 
and see kind of that's the way they were, where they did these little side quests. Totally, and that's but in a lot of ways what this is. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely something out of like... Although, like you, you said, know. you usually get 22 episodes a season, and this one we get and eight. That's, <laughs> that's what bothers me more than anything, is like, is the real estate of this, especially with these episodes being between 30 and 35 minutes, is we're looking at between, you know, four to six hours of story here, and... It just feels like a lot of it's not essential. Like, it bugged me enough when Lost, doing 22 episodes a season, would have an episode come on, and it would feel like nothing happened, nothing moved forward, nothing no really questions, mattered by no the end No questions were answered. Like the, the, the other compounding issue there was, like, then it would be preempted for a month. <laughs> that and was yeah. the biggest problem. And maybe, yeah. you know, the other thing with this, and with sort of today... You know, the 2019 of it all. Because in some ways, this feels like a show that would have been made 20 years ago. Sure. Where there's like mostly procedural and there are some overarching story stuff, you know, like in X Files. But at the same time, I wonder like, I was talking to a friend of mine in Katie's who's watching Lost for the first time right now. Oh, man. And like those, those seasons and those episodes that were tough to watch of Lost. When you're watching an episode, not a lot happens. Then you have to wait a month for the next episode, and then not right. a lot happens again. And then you're waiting another three weeks. That gets really frustrating. But when you're sitting at home it and it's on Netflix, and you watch that episode, not a lot happens. That's okay. I have another episode, and then another episode, and eventually <laughs> right. you've watched all of it, and you know where everything's going to be. And it's been a month to watch the entire series, not a month between episodes. And I wonder if my opinion of this will change vastly when it's done and it can all be watched back to back. And it's not waiting a week for the next episode where now he goes to Tatooine and and hunts a bounty. And the whole point of it is just, okay, he got his ship fixed. Now he can move on to the next place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it is, it is very interesting. Um, And it, it does feel like, almost like, uh, because these are 30, 30-ish minutes episodes, um, it feels like I'm watching The Clone Wars, or Rebels, which a little makes, bit. which kind of makes yeah. sense, because that's where Filoni's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... This latest one feels <coughs> most like a Clone Wars episode. Oh, and yeah. funnily enough, it was written and directed by Dave Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's also a factor in, in this that... I can't even think of the right way to put it. And it just jumped out of my head, so never mind. <laughs> uh, well, I will say this. like I've I've enjoyed all of the oh, episodes. I remember. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just going to say, I, would, no, I enjoyed all the episodes. Same. Uh, and yes. uh, I like that it's they're getting very distinct voices as, as directors. Like they had uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Obviously, Dave Filoni did this one. Favreau did the first one. Yeah. I can't remember. Sorry, that's your phone. I can't remember who did the third one, but it was somebody of... Let me, let me look real quick. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't that's remember. your phone. But what was your what was your thought, Kyle? Why I looked this up? So one of the other complicating factors of this show that sort of that just in the way it's oh, it's designed as this western where you have you know sort of the like the lone hero. It's it's complicated, I think, as well. Like it might be different building this sort of ongoing story if we knew that like. Okay, he had to land on Tatooine. Why was he going? Why was he floating above Tatooine? You know, and he has nobody to talk to about that. 
right. he has nobody to be like, okay, now that we're leaving Tatooine, because these bounty hunters are going to keep coming after me, we have to go deal with the person behind. Like, there's nothing... There's no one for him to talk to unless he just starts monologuing to Baby Yoda. Right. You know, with Rebels, with Clone Wars, Maybe people are making plans together. It's not a character who... It wouldn't make sense for him to just voice his plan to his ship or to Baby Yoda. You know, like, he's, by design, by the, by the Western and samurai tropes, not going to be super vocal. You know, he doesn't yes. have a team around him yes. to strategize with, to come up with a plan, to be like, okay, we need to do this so we can then go do that. Right. Something that would make a doing a bounty hunt on Tatooine feel like it mattered for what's coming next. That's you know, fair. like, we don't know necessarily why he's, like, willing to take less money now than more money later in episode one. Right. You know, like he doesn't have anybody to have these conversations with. Right. Which, again, is is by design. And and what I wonder is, as we get into season two, if we're going to see more of the like Spectre Squadron or whatever. I don't remember what they're called in Rebels. I feel like that's what they're called. Oh, uh, Ghost. Ghost. Well, Phoenix. Yes. I guess it's Phoenix. Is it? They're, yeah. yeah. Whatever they want to find But that group the where it's Phoenix. Like, yeah, it's yeah, Phoenix Where squadron. like he, he goes back and gets Kara. Yeah. You know, and so now it's the two of them. And they, you know, can start making plans together. And it's, you know, if he, if what we're seeing is, is all prologue to him getting a crew together, you know, so that by season two, are there more people around him? Is it, is it him with a partner? Is it him and Kara who are, right. you know, jumping from planet to planet doing things? You know, like then it feels less, it feels like it's all connected because it's, it's, you know, there's a reason we have to do this. Not just, I need to fix my ship so we can move on. Right. It's, I need to fix my ship so we can go do this thing, you know. Or, yeah. like, if if it was the two of them together and Kara gets a call from an old friend of hers who's like, there's this raider group attacking our town. You know, I remember you saved me on Chandrilla at the end of the war. Yeah. Can you come and help? You know, then it feels like it's more, like, it's not just stumbling into things. Like, there's... Which it's not. I'm not saying it is stumbling. No, no. But, but I, it's like when there's no conversations yeah. happening and there's nothing, you can't talk about what what is happening. Right. It feels it's a little more difficult. I, I think that's that is that has been the difficulty for a lot of people is it is a very much solo kind of adventure with other people affecting it here and there, yeah. but not really affecting the larger plot necessarily and. Mando never removes his helmet, which for me, I, like that's fine. For me. I'm okay you know, with that. I, at this point. He that doesn't will. bother me. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, fact that he's he not, will. he will. He took it off last episode or he two did. episodes. They didn't show it. No, but he also took it off in front of a window with a bunch of kids playing just outside. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. Any one of those kids looks that. up, they're like, "Oh, yeah. you're you're the Viper, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think that's. That's what's made it hard for some people to get into it is we're not seeing his face. Um, and it's it's very much a sort of, without being completely aimless, it's a Western aimless quest, samurai quest, um, that that whole kind of idea. Which, for me, I'm, yeah. I'm totally cool with that. It's, it's a slow burn. I, I knew that going in. I had that peg going in first episode. It's a Western yeah. and a slow burn and a samurai kind of thing. So, great. It's the samurai's journey. Um and we've already seen 
him essentially kind of change his attitude on bounty hunting by going back and rescuing the asset. Right. You know, uh, the child, Baby Yoda, whatever yeah. you want to call him. Well, it's probably uh, because Baby Yoda, like, fucking Jedi mind tricked his ass. He's just like... Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, saving you. He's, he's becoming, or at least showing that the honorable side of him is winning out, and it's not just about the bounty hunter. Yes, totally. Which I is, definitely which is great, agree with that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I am as the show's gone on, I'm less like he should take off his mask and like show us your face. Still not certain Pedro Pascal's there, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's like be in there. it's at least for some shots. It's yeah. I also wonder like I would not want to be in there. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. There's also a version of this show where like if there isn't a baby Yoda, which I'm not advocating for. Baby Yoda is the greatest <laughs> thing that has ever happened to mankind. Oh, he's so cute. Um, where if it was more of this bounty of the week show and uh-huh. that was all it was, like I feel like that would I'd be okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's sort of this like combination that just feels off right now. Well, they need to pick one or the other. I think that's and it's it's a again, it's a first season show technically. Yes, so absolutely. Season two, and it's I the first Star Wars show. Yeah, they'll find their footing and yeah. it'll it'll be fine. Um but yeah, it's it's very interesting. And it's interesting that it's week by week. I kind of on one hand I dig that. On the other hand it's like, oh man, I really want to be able to watch these all back to back and now now we can because yeah. i mean they obviously they leave them up there so it's not strictly like an old televised show yeah. right where, where you don't always get to watch accessible. it until it's at the rental store you had to record them on vcr yeah or go to a video rental store <laughs> or dvr even dvr is now passing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy so, no i i i mean like i was saying I, I appreciate that it's different directors different writers each episode so it kind of gives a different feel each time but still yeah Mandalorian, but uh, I just wanted to wrap it up with this. The the directors for this, the second episode was, was Rook Famayua. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's the guy who did uh, Dope and The Wood. Yeah. And he was originally attached to The Flash before creative differences, as they all say. For some reason, that movie Meaning was... they decided not to make it? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, that, a lot of filmmakers will let that movie. Nah. Deborah, he was like, Deborah... we should make this, and Warner Brothers yeah. is like, should we? No. Ah, nah. And then Deborah Chow was the one who directed the highly uh, 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 the third, episode. Uh, third episode. Yeah, that was a good. It was the best episode. episode. Yeah, and it was. It, that, and she also is directing the pilot for Obi Wan, which is awesome. Honestly, if that third episode hadn't happened, I feel like I would feel a little better about four and five. Like <laughs> that third episode was just so I good. I like more of a finale. Yeah, than like. I feel like I want the show to be that every week, and that's not realistic. And I totally admit no, that. No, but I mean that. But that's what you get with with the with with these kind of serialized shows too. Is this every once in a while you have that big episode in the middle that's just like oh, and then hopefully the finale can top it. But uh, I wish there was more episodes. I wish there were longer. That was the my only complaint. Yeah, but uh, it's okay. I've it's dug, all right. I've dug everything. I've seen that so might far. change for season two. We might get more episodes in a full, closer to a full hour. Runtime, right. which Can't I don't know if how I would, much money the show costs. I, I don't know if I want that. I, I I think I'd be okay still with shorter episodes like we've been getting, 
if there were a little bit more. So it's bite-sized, kind Toys. of bite-sized chunks. Yeah. 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 And we also, yeah. we have to really think about this, and you guys mentioned it a little bit earlier, this is an experiment. Like, this yes. is like yeah. the first time they've done Star Wars live action. They've done cartoons. Hey, 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 hey. The holiday special, come on. That was one episode. <laughs> that was one episode. That's it's a different story. seeing this. <sighs> Although Favreau is dead set on making a new Life Day episode. I would like that. That's fair. Dead um, I would be okay with that. The the bigger question I have with regards to this is the implications for the other shows, the Marvel shows, yes. the Obi Wan show. Is like, yes. is this an indication of what all of those are going to be like, or is this just what this is? I don't know. Is Feige in charge of? A I think he's in Marvel charge shows? of all the Marvel shows. Yes, because yes. he's yeah. also getting a Star Wars movie. Jesus Christ, how's that guy sleep? And then uh, I don't know. I'd love to know. And I think about he it. Doesn't. <laughs> That's true. That's he's COO true. of Marvel right now. He's chief operating officer of Marvel. Kevin oh. Feige. That that includes comic books too. Really? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so so then, uh, but like we think, like Loki is going to be essentially a procedural show. I believe. I would imagine so. It seems like because... it's him just jumping through time and space. Yeah. So it's like Quantum Leap? Yeah, it's Quantum Leap. Leap. Yay! <laughs> I'm okay with that. And then at the end, I'm just going to say it again, he better just show back up on Earth in 2012 or whatever at the end of Avengers to go well, this, back to Asgard. Didn't they say this is a different Loki, though? Like, didn't they say like this like kind of... Well, no, this Loki's not going to be affected by all the stuff that... Like, you know, like the, how close he became to his brother and all No, the no, he because he hasn't had all of that yet. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's going to be a, I mean, it's be a more mischievous I'm Loki. I'm still just assuming this yeah. is Loki after he escapes with the Tesseract. Yeah. That's my assumption. No, it is. Okay. But I'm just saying... So, yeah, saying so that all that, that, but that, all that later character development yeah, has not happened yet. He doesn't yeah. go, he doesn't go yeah. through that growth. So this yeah. is going to be a yeah. different Loki if he comes back in 2012. Right. What I'm saying. Although, wait. Well, he, no, no, no. He's going to go through it all again. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's saying. what I'm saying. Yeah, he like, has to show back up to go back to. Why did I forget that's when Avengers took place? I was so like, that Thor two can happen. All the other <laughs> stuff can happen. <laughs> He's totally right. Anyway, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Like I said, we'll talk about Watchmen next time when we've uh, all oh, seen it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I cannot fucking wait I'm for tonight. Have you seen any of it, Potter? Or? Yeah, I've watched the first two. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've only watched yeah. one episode more than you, so yeah. I'm just far, almost as far behind as you. And Kyle is. Perfect. Up to date. I am up to date. I am excited for tonight's episode that I probably won't watch oh, shit, tomorrow tonight. morning. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway, all right. We'll see you next time. I am Daniel Villalobos. Joshua Potter. I am Kyle Bound. And this was The Way We Nerd. Bye-bye.